Welcome to One Penny at a Time. I'm your host, Harris Elliott. Welcome to episode number 11 in our podcast. As always, thank you so much for taking part of your time during your week or whenever you get a chance to listen to and join me for this journey. Today's episode is a pretty interesting one. It's going to be a pretty short and simple one, but before we get to that, a couple things. Um, I know this week is actually my week where I do put a deposit into the brokerage account. I am going to wait until... I know the the Fed meets this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm going to wait after Wednesday to see if they do announce another rate uh, interest rate hike or see how the market acts. Uh, based off from last week, the market was actually really up. And as dividend investors, kind of gives us a little bit of sadness because it's going to cost us a little bit more to buy that income. So I'm going to give it a couple of days before I make a buy to see if I'm able to get a couple of discounts compared to where some of my holdings are today. So we'll see how that goes. As well, before I go over here in the episode, I am working on an episode for next month. I want to do a Q&A episode where you guys just send me some questions about anything you guys want to like talk about on the market. And then I'm, I want to feature some of those questions on an episode of the podcast. So ways you can submit that on the link below, there's a link to my email as well. If you click on the tree link, um, I, you'll see my Twitter, my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle. Um, however you want to submit any questions or anything you want me to talk about on that episode, definitely let me know. I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say and ask. As always, I appreciate your time here. So there's two things that are certain in life. Death, which we can't avoid no matter what, whatever happens, and taxes. Now, with taxes, obviously, we got to do our part and pay to our taxes to the government. But let's talk about how to become a multi, at least a millionaire, tax-free. Yes, tax-free. And I'm going to go over a couple of different scenarios here about um, how, uh, what age you start investing into a Roth IRA. Now, for those, at least in the U.S., and I always kind of, I talked about this in episode two of the podcast, a Roth IRA is a tax benefit account that the government does cap how much you can put into it. So... If you're under 50 years old, starting next year, 2023, you can contribute up to a maximum of $6,500. And then if you're 50 or above, you can put in up to $7,500 into that account. Now, for purposes of this, I'm going to give four different scenarios. And that way we're going to kind of talk about, you know, how an outlook would be after a 10, 20, 30, and 40 year period. So that way you can see the value of having this as a part of your, your future for your retirement. And of course, tax-free. That's really important. The one thing people never really consider when they get to retire, they don't factor in taxes. So when they have to do, start taking withdrawals out of the 401k or use their, from their savings and, you know, there's this whole thing about the 4% rule, which I don't necessarily agree with. So this is why you maximizing your Roth IRA is definitely a, a very important tool for the future view. So let's go ahead and start. I'm going to do some basic stats here. So obviously in a Roth IRA, as we talked about earlier, all your gains from the actual stock share price and the dividends that you get into there will not be taxed once you're able to take it out at 59 and a half years old. So that is one of the stipulations on there as well. Another stipulation that a Roth IRA has as far as at your income level. So I'm going to go ahead and explain what are the rules for that. So here's the number one that you need to know for a Roth IRA. 
if you are a person who is single, so meaning that you're not married and you file on your own taxes, you you have to make less than a hundred and forty four thousand and below that to to qualify to have this account. If you're married, up to two hundred and fourteen thousand for your income. So just keep that in mind. Um, I myself am nowhere near those uh, either one of those levels, so we're good. So let's go ahead and talk about some basic numbers here. What I want to do is I want to talk to you guys about the Roth. So I'm going to use this and I want to really start off here because I'm 30. And let's say I'm going to use this hypothetically if I had $0 invested. I do have a Roth IRA, but I'm just going to just make this easy and say we're going to start off from zero. And we're going to start off January 1st, 2023. So our starting principle is $0. And if we break up the $6,500 into 12, that's $542. So let's just say we made that contribution, right? Now, for the projected annual share price of growth, I'm just going to use the very average number. I'm going to say 8% on average. And let's just say that our dividend yield starting off is at a 2.6. Like I said, we're going to keep it average. And the annual CAGR or the div, the dividend growth for the year, in general, we're going to keep it general at a 5.4%. And we're going to do this for 30 years. And we're going to put in a couple stipulations here that all the dividends that you receive are reinvested back into the holdings. And I'm going to cap the maximum dividend yield at a 5%. And like I said, this is just for this. Um, obviously, once you start making more once you get really involved with it, you can make it higher, but we're just going to keep this as simple as possible. Now, I've, I have gotten a question before is how many holdings you should have in a Roth IRA. In my honest opinion, you, sh- you want to keep your Roth as simple as possible. Myself, I think I would keep it up to a maximum of five holdings. And if I did it, it would be at least at least three to four and an ETF or index funds. And then I would do one uh, real estate, uh, like a, like a realty income. So that way I can get the tax benefit for the monthly payer. So that is what I would do. And right now I only have two in my Roth and I'm keeping it simple until I feel like I can, I can expand it from there. So let's do some numbers here. After the first year, the account value, I said, it's not going to be anything crazy. On a hypothetical, let's just say it's worth about 65, you know, a little bit over 6,500, right? And that's where the first value. We're projecting about $178 in dividends. The next year after that, it starts going up. And then you have a dividend going up to $395, then up to $660, and then $982. If you notice, every time that you're doing this, it's the dividend, the annual dividend yield is essentially almost doubling Obviously, as you go farther down, it won't double, but at least it goes up a decent percentage, anywhere between 30 to 20 to 30 percent. So let's go to year 10. So in 2033, we're 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 reinvesting all the dividends, we're maxing out the contribution. And keep in mind, the government may, as years go down, will allow what the maximum contribution is. And keep that in mind for the future. Obviously, for this, I'm just gonna keep it simple. But we get to year 10. You have a balance on your account as far as what it's worth of about $132,000, which is insane with annual dividends of $6,155. That is tax free. Just keep that in mind. Let's go past another 10 years for that. So in 2043, 
your 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 account is worth about five hundred and seventy two thousand dollars, and you're making almost twenty nine thousand dollars in annual income tax free, which is amazing. And then when we get to the last year, so year thirtieth of this, if you are to do the maximum contribution every year, you're disciplined. You reinvest the dividends. Once you get to that last year. Your account is worth $1.616 million with a little bit, almost $81,000 in annual income tax-free. That's if we did all this on a 20, on a 30 year project or 30 year basis. What if you start earlier? Let's say you're 20 years old and you're going to start going here and going really heavy into this, right? I'm going to start using 10 year jumps. So once we get to 20, 2033, as we talked about earlier, it's right about the same, still 132,000. If we go back to another 10, as we talked about, about a little uh, 572,000 when almost $29,000 in annual. When we got to 2051, which is where I stopped, um, if I was to do day one at my 30th birthday or the beginning of January on, on my 30th birthday, we talked about eight, over, almost $81,000 at $1.616 million. Now, you want to know what an extra 10 years will do? If you start off at 20 years old, you get to 2061, your portfolio is worth $5,652,000 with an annual dividend income of $282,000. That is insane. If you know a really young individual talk to them, get to their mind, start doing this because social security will never be able to match that in a yearly basis. If you really start off early, you'll be really, really well off once you retire and you could do practically whatever you want tax-free. Now I've had people who've told me, oh, it's too late for me to start. I'm already 40. Uh, I, it's, I, I don't think I can do this. So let's do this. I'm going to give you a 20, you know, even at a 20 year projectile, if you were to do this from day one on your 40th birthday up to 60, you still have an, you still have approximate account value of $436,000 with almost $22,000 in annual income. That's still a pretty decent deal. Just keep in mind, it's okay. even if you are 40 and you haven't started doing this, it is okay. Think about at least get some of that tax income. Now, if you're 50, now keep in mind, you know, you must be thinking to yourself, I'm almost at the end. Is this even worth doing? Let's do a, let's do a basic calculation here. You have 10 years where you can contribute to this. Now, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, your, your annual contribution is up to 7,500. So that's approximately $625 a month. And obviously, you know, it's going to, the government may keep increasing that. Even then, if you were to start at 50 and do this for 10 years, you'll have an account value of just over $108,000 with an approximate about $4,534 in annual dividend income. Now, I know it's not as crazy if you, you know, you let time do its thing, but that's the beauty of time it starts compounding and compounding and compounding. You still have an ability here to get some growth tax-free and still get some annual income, which you can supplement that with, you know, whatever else you have. You have a 401k or you have some money saved up, whatever it is, take advantage of this. There's a reason why the government 
caps this at only a maximum amount of contribution or a maximum amount of income that you can make for this. It's a very powerful tool. And one thing I will let you know, if you have any questions about, about Roths or about opening a brokerage account or anything like that, shoot me an email. I'm happy to help you out. Um, I am going to leave a link down here. Um, it's a referral link to SoFi. Um, there is a promotion right now. You can open up a Roth IRA with SoFi. Um, if you do put a $10 deposit into a investing account, you actually get back $25 in reward for just for signing up and putting in $10. The link is down in the description and I'm happy to help you out with any questions or anything like that that you have. Now, you must be thinking like, okay, what are some of, what are some potential downfalls of having a Roth? There isn't many of them, but I am going to give you the two things that I was able to figure out as far as what could be downfalls. Obviously, the money cannot be taken out penalty-free or tax-free until you're 59 and a half. So just consider the money you're putting in here, it is money you're not going to be able to touch for a very long time. So that is something you definitely want to keep in touch with there. Now, also, there is a five-year rule with the tax advantage account with the, IRA, with the Roth IRA. Now, one thing I'm going to explain to you what the five-year rule is, is you cannot make withdrawals of any earnings. So this is specifically the earnings. So if the dividend or the, or like the capital gain, this is on, you can only take out what you contributed. You can't take out any earnings at least five years since the first contribution. So that is something you do need to keep in mind. So if you are putting money into this account, really think about that. You, I would not take it out because then you have a 10% penalty Plus, you are going to get taxed based off whatever your tax bracket is. Now, you must be thinking to yourself, does this benefit me? If you make either as a single person or as a person who's filing married, if you meet the threshold to make this account, I highly recommend that you do this because one day down the road, you are going to thank yourself and you don't have to worry about paying taxes on that. And, you know, if you can save some taxes, why not? It's a good thing. Keep more money in your pocket. So that's all I wanted to talk about today. Very short episode. I just wanted to just show you here what the power of time and compounding interest and what this account can do for you. As always, if you like the content that I provide for you, please hit subscribe, follow the podcast. If you enjoy the content, give me a rating. As always, I do love to connect with each and every one of you. Um, my email is down on the link. As well, um, on the Linktree link, there is a link to my Twitter and my Instagram. I love to hear back from all of you guys. As always, as we're doing this journey together, whether it's paying off debt, investing in the future, or saving money, we're going to reach our goal one penny at a time. Thank you very much for joining me today.